0: What is up, Irish fans, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Irish podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Greg Schaefer, your lead host. You can follow the show at Locked On Irish on Twitter. Check us out on there. Me and my boys, uh, Will and Mark, we had a great weekend uh, covering high school football, and uh, we're back here with you after a uh, just man great weekend of Notre Dame football. I I can't even get, get the words out of how happy I am of that performance. There were some negatives, that's for sure. Definitely some negatives. So, uh, but uh, overall, man, what a what a great day. And just to, just to blow Navy off the field and, you know, just not even mess with that. Scoot him off the field and on to the next one. So, uh, But, yep, Will and Mark are still out. So uh, if you want to hear their voices, go back and listen to the first couple episodes. But uh, they'll be back uh, this weekend very likely. I'm going to carry us through this week. And then we should be full steam ahead with... Actually, having the whole team on here for most episodes moving forward. Unfortunately, not many of them during football season since we're coming in so late. But, uh, yeah, either way, I'm freaking stoked to be a part of this network and uh, really getting this thing going and really appreciate uh, Mr. Locke and uh, Jay Soderbergh letting us in the door forever, how long they want to keep us. So, uh, today's episode, we're going to be hopping into basically just that. We're going to be reviewing the uh, Notre Dame Navy game and we're going to be. Uh, Just breaking the whole thing down, offense, defense, uh, some special teams, just, man, the guys were all over the field Saturday, and it was a great day, just a great day to go out and, again, two weeks in a row, do exactly what we should do against an inferior opponent. So I guess this is where I say, you know, where do we even start with this game? I mean, right off the crack, we come out, have a a great drive, just go down the field, nice drive touchdown I mean you couldn't ask for anything better than that what did we talk about in the last show talked about exactly that just going out there and just score get out and get out early I love the fourth down play call by Kelly on the fourth and one Tony Jones picking up the two yard run uh two yard run for the first down loved it uh being aggressive just going out being first and just out we're gonna get to it in a little bit but just out physical out athlete Navy It was fantastic just fantastic to see, because every year this game is just such a thorn in our side. Unfortunately, we did have some injuries. We get to those later. Um, we'll also talk uh, later in the week, probably tomorrow. We'll talk a little um, uh, about Coach Kelly's press conference from Monday, or uh, well earlier today, um, as I'm recording this, a little later in the afternoon. But uh, you know, just the way we came out, you know, Tony Jones for six, Chase Claypool. Oh my goodness. I know I'm rambling, I'm all over the place right now, but I'm I'm so excited about this performance. And again, I know it's Navy, but the problem is, is there was a lot of people in fear we were going to lose this game. That shouldn't have been, you know, should never be like that. I mean, Navy was seven and one and we, we know the scares they've given us in the past. Absolutely. Um, but you know, you even got Braden Lindsay, apparently he's not tired anymore. He, he got a nap or something and, uh, you know, he's good to go. Um, uh, Brayden Lindsay getting involved in the game and just so many good things, but let me, let me get on some sort of track here. First drive coming down. And, and like I said, I absolutely loved going for that on the, f- the fourth and one could have easily went for the 40 yard field goal. Nope. Instead come out there, you know, just a nice drive. They pieced together. On the very first drive of the game, it was great. You know, they started out and just just completely dominated Navy on that first drive, and really, you know, set the tone for the entire game with that first drive there. As it went for eleven plays, seventy-five yards, and then finished with the uh, finished with the touchdown. Uh, Ian Book to uh, who else but that day but Chase Claypool. I mean, seven-yard touchdown, uh, seven-yard touchdown catch. So then we go into the, you know, first drive for Navy, and that's when I got a little concerned. Definitely was a little concerned with that first drive because it looked like they had in previous years where they're just driving down the field, you know, they're converting third downs, their, you know, drive starts at the 25, you know, they get six, and then, you know, they get nine, and then they get one, they get a first down, and then it's third and five, and then, you know, they they go for it on the fourth and three, and uh, another first down. And you know it's kind of like okay, all right, here we go. Um, And then very first play after that first down, I mean, it was pretty. That was pretty probably the last negative play or a positive play that Navy had. I mean, it was fourth and three, the twenty-seven. We're all hyped up. We're like, let's get a stop here. This is the game plan. They get that first down, and you're thinking, ugh, Uh, ugh, are we in for another one? Are we in for another nail biter with Navy? Is that is this happening? Are we are we really going to do this today? But then uh, here he comes, Khalid Kareem. Bang, bang, there we go. Uh, Fumble by Malcolm Perry, who really, and recovered by Bilal, but really, I, you know, Perry did not impress me. I mean, there was people talking earlier this week about the second coming, basically, of Keenan Reynolds, and I was like, ooh. I mean, I watched him a little bit against inferior talent, but uh, I just, uh, yeah, I didn't see it. I definitely didn't see it with Perry at all. He uh, he didn't really impress me. He did not some other games. He made the nice reads and stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, moving on to Notre Dame's second possession here is, again, this is just pure domination. You know, two plays, 73 yards. Again, who's that guy out there? Mama, there goes that man, Chase Claypool. Ian booked the Claypool, 47 yards, touchdown. Uh, you got Lawrence Keyes involved in the running game. Now, when I get to our negatives here in a little bit, I can't help but just—I can't help but not look at the running game. The running game is a problem still. Um, It was definitely overshadowed on Saturday, but the running game is 100% still an issue. Uh, Navy gets the ball back um, and kind of finishes out the half there with with the ball on their uh, on their second possession, and it was just really uncharacteristic of Navy. Um, during this game, you know, turnovers, penalties. They had the late hit on keys there in the first quarter. I was really surprised at the undiscipline of uh, this team. You know, they did, and I don't want to say it, maybe completely undisciplined, but, man, they just, they really just seemed to fall apart. Um, you know, on the second drive, it's third and 13, and we had him behind the sticks just like we talked about, and here he comes again, Khalid Kareem and Jameer Jones. You know, Jameer Jones kind of third on the depth chart before the season, third, fourth, depending upon you know what you're looking at there and, and out of nowhere he gets the uh kareem gets the fumble or forced fumble and then here comes jameer jones man out of nowhere great to see uh getting in the stat line there with a fumble recovery um then book gets back to work you know second quarter come in completes a pass to fink getting involved and then claypool man you know what if claypool yeah yeah him too pool clay claypool can produce like this the rest of the way I mean, we are going to knock out these last two games. No issue. I see no issue with BC, no issue with Stanford, and I don't care what we get. I know I've seen some projections. I'm going to do some bold predictions toward the end of the week. Uh, Florida, I've seen uh, Texas. I've even seen Memphis. Bring it on, man. Bring it on with the way this team is playing. And, you know, every now and then a blind squirrel finds a nut, but I have sworn up and down ever since that, uh, we had that fourth quarter drive I think this team found something I truly do I think we found something against Virginia Tech and another thing in this game and uh, Mark our partner here at, at uh, locked on he you know he said uh, you know you're a your frequent co-host that's not so frequent right now <laughs> but uh, Mark even said he's like you know they need to start throwing the ball down the field and we seen all the things that we complain about we seen on Saturday let's out physical people that happened Let's put our fastest guy in the field, Brayden Lindsay. Yes, he's on the field. Let's throw the ball down and you down the field and use the middle of the field. That happened. Using Chase Claypool, using Braden Lindsay. You know, again, one negative though is the running game still did not go on. When we go over stats here in a little bit, I'll tell you what I mean. But uh, so then, you know, third drive comes along here. I'm just going to just kind of drive by drive this thing because I mean, I really was shocked at how we handled this thing. Um, I mean, fourth drive, we could watch it 10 times and still be, this show would still be going on if we watched it 10 times in a row, one play 70 yard bomb, Braden Lindsay. And I'm not, I'm not kidding. I mean, there was a, I was unbuttoning the top of my shirt, kind of taking off my belt a little bit. I was, I was a little excited. I was a little excited at the happenings going on, uh, With that play, because I feel like that's something we should have been able to use all season long. And, you know, I think we probably could have used it all day when we were just out-athleting Navy out there. So uh, we'll get to some stats here in a little bit. and We'll uh, go over some more of the the drive and a little more reaction as we go along here. Tell you what I liked, what I didn't like. But let's take a real quick break and uh, get a word in from our sponsors. All right, we're back here. After I've had my hot flash over Brayden Lindsay's uh, 70 yard uh, TD reception, I did watch it during the break there. So, uh, yeah, I'm still just as excited about it. That's for sure. Um, so, uh, you know, we get the ball back, and, you know, or Navy gets the ball back, and then we take it right down the field again. Now, here's where I was a little concerned. I thought we could have daggered these guys at 28 nothing, And I thought we got a little conservative just enough. Um, on that that drive there on that fifth drive i thought we got a little conservative i thought we could have punched it in um you know you look at the drive chart here it's you know flemister for 12 then book completes a pass um to lawrence keys another pass completed armstrong we got first and 10 from the 18 we are up 28 to nothing then we go Sibo three flemister one yard then book rush for no gain. You know, it's like, uh, what are we doing, guys? Don't let them back in it. Now, a 31-point lead against a triple option offense is pretty much a death sentence. A 21-point lead, in most cases, that's a death sentence for a team like Navy. They don't strike quick. And we we learned on Saturday that Malcolm Perry is not a great thrower. Now, Keenan Reynolds wasn't a great – I got my two fingers up here – great thrower in parentheses – but he, you know, he, he was capable in that offense to make you pay. Um, but, uh, you know, this game, it was just like uh, some of the, what I was watching, I almost couldn't even believe I was watching it. Uh, just kind of wrap up the first half here. You know, we get another, dr- another long drive, eight, eight plays, 24 yards, uh, Malcolm Perry, he, uh, ball fumbled and who, but who somebody I've been criticizing since the beginning of the season but played a great game with 10 tackles on Saturday. Drew White comes along. And that was really the story of the first half. It was, you know, turnovers, just mental errors by Navy that they typically don't make. It's really surprising to see them make those kind of errors. But you know what? We'll take it. We will take that all day long. I mean, I don't think there's one person that disagrees with me that this game is a lot of survive in advance because I've always said, or I said last week, I've always said, always said last week, whatever, um, because this show has been around all of about a week now, but, uh, you know, it's like you get nothing from this game. They were a ranked team at seven and one, and this didn't lead sports center. It never will. Um, you guys know I have an issue with this rivalry at this point. I'm not a fan of it. I think it's a lot of risk for injury. It moves my meter. None. Um, it's not like if when you have a Power 5 team on your schedule every single year. I get the camaraderie. I get the respect. In fact, I've seen some of the pictures after the game. They're incredible. I've been to three Navy games, Navy-Notre Dame. It is. It's an incredible amount of respect. I love the troops. You know, I almost went to West Point myself. Well, maybe we'll talk about that a story another day. I visited the campus twice. But, um, you know, t- incredible respect for the troops. But the problem is in, in 2019 college football – this doesn't work. You know, Notre Dame's al- already almost traditioned itself to death a few times. I mean, we we're one of the last schools to get uh, turf. We're one of the last schools to get a Jumbotron. I mean, damn near one of the last schools to get the big screen in the stadium. Where, in my opinion, you know, we always fall back on that tradition. You know, and people say, "Oh, well, Rockney wouldn't have done that." Yes, he would have. Actually, Rockney would have been the first to have had it. Rockney would have been the first to have had turf. He'd have been the first to had the big screen. He'd have been the first to pipe in music. So don't tell me that, because Rockney was an innovator, and there's no denying that. Anybody wants to have a conversation about it, let's talk. But and you can talk to us on Twitter at LockedOnIrish. Perfect time for a plug, right? But uh, no, I mean, in all seriousness. You, Rockney was an innovator and you can tradition yourself right into the ground you know you hold on to these old traditions and sometimes these kids that they're you know your national title banners when they're collecting on so much dust they don't mean quite as much to a lot of these kids you know so i'm all about the the alternate jerseys the like we got to change things up at this point as far as moving my meter for a game a army or air force would move it more basically just because we do this every year and we always come away with some sort of injuries and we did again this past weekend we always play like crap the week after i'd love i might have to look up some stats later and that might be part i'm looking for a show subject line for thursday anyway that might be thursday's show subject line is uh, how do we perform after navy and just do an analysis because i know it's not well especially during kelly's first five or six seasons it it was not good otherwise known as bad under kelly um yeah i don't even remember what i was talking about what was my point with all that anyway don't really like the rivalry that was it um (laughs) uh yeah late night recording always a good time but i you know i i I do i love the respect factor i mean like i said i was looking at some of the pictures and it was kind of like man i'm almost ready to change my mind on this thing but i'm really not Again, don't tradition yourself into the ground. In the age of 2019, these kind of rivalries technically don't make sense. If you can get rid of Texas, Texas A&M, you can get rid of Notre Dame Navy. That's the bottom line, in my opinion. You know, we could add something else. There's something else that could be added. And if you're going to do this every single year, you cannot do Bowling Green in New Mexico at home, which is why your sellout streak ended. Okay, moving on. Um And we go into halftime 38-3. That's a good time for that. So let's look at some of the stat lines here. And, uh, you know, just, I guess I'll start with the negative. Um, yeah, some of the things I wasn't real thrilled about. I mean, your leading rusher on the day is Tony Jones. God love him, man. He gives his body everything. I mean, he's a great number two. He's a You'd love to have Tony Jones any day of the week, you know, eight times a day on Saturday for being your number two. But he's not a one. You know, he is just not a one. Um, you know, Jafar Armstrong, seven carries, 18 yards. I think I mentioned Tony was 9 of 29. Book, again, is your leading rusher as far as yards. Five carries, 31 yards. That is not okay. Sebo um, Flemister he got three carries for 16 yards and disappears. Why is that, Kelly? What is the problem? At least we've seen him, though, right? At least we've seen Sebo. I love that kid, too. I think another thing that makes this more concerning with the running game is this is just yet another game. Just another game with a a non-Power 5 opponent that we could not run the ball on. New Mexico was the same way. Bowling Green was the same way. We can't run the ball. We can't break away. Our line cannot get a great push. It's insanely frustrating. It is insanely frustrating when you talk about this lack of production from what's supposed to be really good backs. It's very frustrating Um, receiving wise. I mean, come on seven catches for 117 for Claypool, Braden Lindsay, two for 87. We know most of his came on one, one big catch. Chris Fink had a really nice day. Three for 57. You know, you'll take that all day long. Um, As far as our leading tackler out there, my guy drew white had a good day. Uh, Shane Simon that got hurt, had four tackles, which we'll talk about that uh, probably tomorrow. The specifics on his injury, um, Jalen Elliott, two two tackles. And then Kyle Hamilton, man. The play he made on Malcolm Perry, my goodness. I echo Kelly's sentiment on that. The fact that, yeah, you can't keep that dude off the field. You cannot keep that dude off the field. There's just no way. I mean, he is an absolute freak. So uh, let's see, where are we at here? Are we up against a break? Nah, not yet. Let's take a look at the third quarter. See if I can give any give you any other reactions that uh that anything I liked from this game here. Uh, the, this is uh, when we got to the point of uh, books twenty yard pass to Claypool again, just out athleting guys. You know, Claypool was just so integral in this game. Um, now we did not get Comet involved the way I thought we would. I would have liked to have seen Komet be a little more involved in this game because he did not have – I don't think he registered a catch, if I'm not mistaken. No, he did not register a catch. Um, so I don't know if that was the game plan coming in because um, Book did distribute to five different receivers. Um, he, Armstrong, of course, has a running back, but Keys, Fink, Lindsey, and Claypool. So I don't know if they just weren't targeting the tight end. You know, maybe it's something they're saving for these last two weeks, and if it's not, then that's a problem. Because, and that's going to, I really do, I i stand behind what I said the other day when I say that if Komet's not getting the ball anymore, I don't blame him to move on. Please do. Do what's best for you, my friend. Because it's not, you know, it's not worth it. You play a physical position. If we're not going to use you any more than that, what a waste, just a complete waste of talent at the tight end position and that goes for all of them we had we didn't have a tight end with a catch on saturday trumbull kmet brock wright tackix all those guys and not one with a catch on saturday it's insanely frustrating so uh before we get cracking here too much further let's go to another break and then we'll wrap up my thoughts on uh finish up the drive charts and um Yeah, then we'll look at a few more stats and get you out of here for this first show of the week. Thanks, guys, and a real quick break here. Welcome back, guys, and uh, while we're out of here, let's give our uh, friends at Roman a real quick shout-out. You know, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. You know, even when you're doing a podcast and advertising for them, it's not easy. Uh, Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for your ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash locked and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to roman.com locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash locked for a free visit to get started get roman.com slash locked so last segment of the show for a monday a late night monday i'm running behind this week but i'm stoked to be back with you guys it's incredible been an incredible football season for me and second year in sports media second full year and um yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we try to be a little more personal on this, personable on this show um, and not just be a voice talking about your team, even though we are your team every day. Locked on Irish, nice little PR promo there. But, uh, you know, my real job, I'm a full-time nurse. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, you know, being in sports media now, doing the podcast and local high school sports and, you know, just being involved in all the things that we've been involved in, it's it's a blast. But, man, it pushes us right up against it right up against our deadline. So I wanted to pump this out. I mean, we're going to be back-to-back in shows here. So uh, get you your Monday show out and your Tuesday show. So at this point in the second half, man, uh, where were we? We were at, uh, what, 45 to 10. I mean, this game is in total control. I mean, you you got to love it. You got to absolutely love it. Jerkovic's coming to the game, getting some time. I mean, at this point, I think he should have been in maybe a little sooner. I mean, I don't know if anybody disagrees with me, but the pride of Penn High School gets the final score. And let me tell you, Paul Mawala is an animal. That dude is an animal. I mean, it it was the pitch six is what it was. It wasn't a pick six. It was the pitch six. Uh, Just beautiful, man. The way he stole that. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a real big contributor next season. It's going to be really nice to see him next season really start coming to his own, the pride of Penn High School, the Penn Kingsman. For those that don't know, yes, he's a local product, but he went to a powerhouse in South Bend called Penn High School. Really cool stuff. And, in fact, I cover Penn High School's uh, head coach's son, coaches for one of the teams I cover. So, yeah, really cool connection there. But, uh, yeah, Paul Paul Mawala to finish off the game. Now, I mean – I really couldn't find much I didn't like in this game. Again, the running game, I, I could take it or leave it at this point. It is very frustrating. Lack of use of the tight ends. But, I mean, to force turnovers, to force a otherwise disciplined Navy team into the penalties and turnovers that we did, and we did what we were supposed to do. We lined up against them. We were the better athletes. We were bigger. We were stronger. We were faster, and we proved that. We used the middle of the field. We jetted by safeties exactly how we should Claypool just jet by. Lindsey just jet by. Um, you know, Malcolm Perry, he was held to 4.68 yards a carry. You got to love it. You got to love it. 25 carries, 138 on the day. Uh, you know, their next leading rusher was, was it yeah, Isaac Rouse at nine carries for 44? I mean, that's a nice, that's a good day. You know, Carruthers, who we were kind of concerned about. Uh, 11 carries 41 yards. I mean, any time you guys, we can keep these guys behind the sticks. It's just a great day. You cannot beat it. Uh, Special teams played well. I mean, there's really not much to complain about. I just really hope they can carry this momentum in to next week. Just really hope they can carry the momentum in. Uh, Book finished his day 14 of 20, 284, five tutties. Um, You know, Jerkovic even got in, was allowed to throw the ball around two of two for 21 yards. Um, I will say one thing got me to thinking, you know, Navy's been on a slight decline ever since Keenan left. And I almost wonder, is Navy going to continue the decline? I'm not sure. I, I don't like what I see beyond Perry. Um, the other kid that came in, is it, was it Olsen? I'm not a, I don't know. He just doesn't look the part. He doesn't look like he's going to be able to get in there and fill that role. And, you know, Navy after this season, they might be looking at going back to, you know, not necessarily three and 10, but four or five win years. Uh, Tweet at us, tweet at the show if um, you guys know what recruiting is looking like for Navy or how they're building going forward. Because, you know, this is the second time this season they played a team with a pulse. And this is the second time this season that they've lost. Um, that usually doesn't happen to them. And the way they lost to, like, Memphis, they were up 21-7. to 7. That's That stuff's not been in Navy's wheelhouse in the past. And that's definitely concerning for them moving forward, I got to say. Um, so that about wraps up the show for this week. Again, just super happy with the win. You cannot complain about that. Um, not much to go over. We went over most of the drives, um, most of what we liked, you know, no turnovers um and that that's always a beautiful thing um kelly didn't turn purple at any point in time i mean the game was in control from the time navy fumbled they're driving they fumble after that that was our ball game definitely our ball game so a great great game um and just got to carry it out the rest of the way there's gonna be three games left in the year hopefully get a big bowl game uh real quick i just keep seeing this Orange Bowl tie-in. I mean, are we still in the 90s with tie-ins? This The ACC does not have another team that's ranked outside of Clemson. And st- all the bowl projection, projections are still saying it's going to be Virginia and Bama, Virginia and Florida, uh, Virginia Tech, you know, some semblance of somebody, the second ACC team. You've got to be kidding me, right? Like, if we finish 10-2, and two, are you really going to take Virginia, who we already beat at home, pretty much drubbed them, Are you taking Virginia over us or anybody else that's 10 to, two for that matter? So little food for thought. I I just got to believe that these, these tie-ins that cannot possibly exist, these hard tie-ins, right? Can't possibly exist in 2019. No. Eh. All right, guys, that wraps it up for this week or this Monday show. A uh, great win, as I said. Uh, make sure you get out there. Tell your friends the Notre Dame. The official Notre Dame Locked On podcast is out there for you. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Irish. If you are a fan of another team, check out LockedOnPodcast.com. Check out the other teams. I'm sure your team is available. I know, as I know, we as Notre Dame fans, you always you got another team. You're a diehard sports fan, I'm sure. So I'm a Bears fan. I'm a Pacer fan. I'm a Cub fan. All those teams' podcasts, there's locked on podcasts for all of them. So get on there, check it out as soon as you're done with this podcast. So uh, we will either be back tomorrow or Wednesday. Again, these last couple weeks, these first couple weeks of Locked on Irish are going to be a little all over the place, Uh, but we guarantee you five shows a week. Guarantee you five shows a week till we finish up some of our other obligations. So uh, hopefully tomorrow. Maybe Wednesday, we'll talk to you then. But until then, go Irish.